Hello, and welcome to another podcast from your podcast player of choice that you've downloaded and will take up a little bit of your time, slowly marching marching us towards the inevitable grave at the end of this process. I mean, that turned, didn't it? But the point is, I did a radio show earlier, edited down some bits of it. It just, you know, fills a bit of space, doesn't it? Gives you something to maybe smile at. Here's what we did on the radio in podcast form. Cars and drive some strong last song of school disco vibes there all right weekend on the way lola lennox and then andy lennox i've gone for the double lennox what's the plural of lennox it'll be len len i lenoy leonard nimoy i'm playing a song by leonard nimoy on the way after weekend how did that happen i don't know got a bit turned around there um i mean i would say we'll start doing stuff from the front pages you know what the front page they're all the same front pages they aren't there's a couple that are slightly positive like the fact that Pancake Day gets battered, the weather's going to be terrible. I mean, it's something, isn't it, when the most positive news you can find in the papers is that the weather's going to be terrible. Great. Sally slides off ice is the front page of the Star, I think. I barely recognise it. It's Sally from Coronation Street. Do you know what? And this is not a topic we're going to get stuck into, but some celebrities now, we're, all, we're of an age where some celebs we grow up with are starting to look a bit older. I'm starting to look older. I'm aware of that. Got a grey beard these days. I'm going for the full Findus. But um, I, and I mean this with love, and it's going to sound harsh, but I mean it nicely. Anne Diamond is back on the TV these days, which is great. And I saw Anne Diamond in uh, some newspaper last week. She's starting to look like Ken Dodd. Now, I do mean that in a nice way. I'm not trying to be harsh. When my mum, she got older. No, actually, it was the other way around. Uh, Philip Hammond. The, when he was Chancellor, he started to look like my mum. Actually, no, that is harsh to him. But, because mum was 80 and he was not, and he was also not a woman. So, there you go. But it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Some celebrities start to look like other celebrities as they get older. And and Diamond going a little bit Ken Dodd. I mean, I don't know whether to open up the lines for uh, comments or complaints. I'm not sure if you're upset by that. But, um, and if you're listening, I mean it with love. Look, clearly... If we're a show that tends to pay attention to the news, which is somewhat difficult, and you'll find this in the newspaper columns that I'm plopping out this week, Romford Recorder, Barking and Dagenham Post, all this stuff, it's difficult to find a news story that's not war-related. And that is understandable because it's a very... it's an impo- Well, most of it is a really important story. Last week we talked about Eurovision. That is not the important angle. Because there is no, no version of this where... Russia finds out that they're not going to be in the Eurovision anymore and they're like, oh, but we'd written the songs. So, and the same thing is happening today. Ministers are urging global sporting and cultural bodies to kick Russian teams out of the international contests. I mean, yeah, but I don't think it's going to make a difference. I mean, already the athletes uh, in terms of the Olympics were only, they were being independent. They had to turn up freelance. I know what that's like still that side of it the sports side of it i don't think is going to be decisive what's that we're not allowed to take part in the swift payment system that's kind of annoying but we're not going to play some football wait a minute in the news today a beatles single from 1963 is sold for 1565 pounds man alive this inflation is worse than they said that would have been less than a quid back in the Wow. Well, turn off the heating, will you? We can't afford any of that luck.
Um, we'll talk more about the stuff in the news. You know, earlier we were saying how uh, maybe bans from sports aren't going to make that much of a difference, given, you know, it's not as if the Russian athletes were allowed to compete as Russia anyway. What, because of all the doping? Literally, as soon as we finished talking about that, a uh, news alert popped up on my phone. IOC recommends Russian and Belarusian athletes should be banned from all international competitions. It's like they're listening to this show, which would be worrying if people who actually make decisions and make policy listen to me. Oh, we're all in trouble. No wonder inflation's sky high. I was trying to go through the papers to work out what to talk about and what to avoid. You know, war stuff. This is very difficult because all the stories seem to be on that. And you can tell by the headlines. A lot of the tabloids especially are going for the same kind of headlines. Um, here we are. We've got one here that says, uh, Mad Vlad. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Here's another one. Sad Vlad glad, but still mad. That's good to know. Here's one. Um, Bad Vlad in Leningrad. Although that's not a headline, that's just his Tinder profile. uh... Oh, look at this one. Mad Vlad's glad rag rad fad. But that's that's a fashion magazine, I suppose. Lots of newspapers like to go on about this pretend woke war thing that's happening, but some of the stories are funny. Um... Students were warned, Ernest Hemingway's book, The Old Man and the Sea, contains scenes of graphic fishing, which, <laughs> I mean, to me, even if it's not a true story, it's a nice idea, isn't it? Scenes of graphic fishing. The idea is that you need a trigger warning before you experience fishing through that book. Maybe that's because there's details of what happens to the fish. More likely, but it's someone who tries to bore you with all the things they nearly caught. That would, you'd, I'd need a trigger warning on that, actually. Warning, may contain exaggeration over size of fish. But that's not what we, want, what we wanted to talk about today. This is in the papers. Pet sitting. Pet sitting is the most sought-after job in Britain. Pet sitting. According to research, the £24,000 a year roll... Hang on, you can get twenty-four grand for pet, pet sitting? No, because I sit around... I've got two cats at home. I don't earn a penny out of them. Well, no, I should just rent them in. Twenty-four grand a year roll top the list of jobs that people would like to have. Um, this is have a look. Uh, number one, sought after jobs, pet sitter. Now you've got an option. We could simply ask you what would you like to do for a living, and that's valid. But also, can you guess what else is in the top ten? You can get in touch. Emails on air at time1075.net. Let me read through them without giving away what they are. Number one, pet sitter. Number two, okay. Number three. Basically, number two. Number four. Uh, number five. Yeah. Number six. Don't know what that is. Number seven. Seven's the same as one. Nine. Oh, no. And then ten. You're having a laugh, mate. You put that in for a joke. So, if you think you know what would be on that list, emails to onair at time1075.net. What's this? Afternoon radio presenters not on the list at all. Yeah, that makes sense. In tech news, a battery the size of a speck of dust that can power a computer has been invented by scientists in Germany and China. The rest of this article goes on to make it sound like a good thing, but I have enough trouble with AAA batteries when you can't quite get your fingernail into that. I'm meant to change that. The, bat- the speck of dust battery's gone flat again. Where's the spares? On that shelf. What with the rest of the dust? Mm. What would you imagine's on this list of perfect jobs? According to this research, being a pet sitter is the most sought-after job. I mean, do it then. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's one that's difficult. There's not a lot of barriers to entry to this. It's not like you've got to train to be an astronaut. You want to look after someone's dog for a living? Just go and, go and ask them for money then. Will you? 
but apparently yeah you get about 24 grand for it uh, and that's number one in terms of sought after jobs what else do you think is going to make it on the list martin gets in touch and says is it chocolate um taster tester that's it is it chocolate tester it's not on there i thought it would have been on there maybe it's because the old thing about you don't want to do what you enjoy at work too much because then when you get home someone offers you a little bit of chocolate you'll be like nah i've had it up to here with that all day oh absolutely but then the same problem is there with pet sitting Imagine that, you're a pet sitter, you look after other people's pets all day, then you get home, your cat looks at you and you're like, not you, little ugly thing. Do you know what I mean? Any, any other ideas what would be making? Actually, since we've had a guess, I should give one away, otherwise we'll be here all day. So number one, pet sitter. Number two, cabin crew. Nah, again, no, thank you. I like the idea of free flights, don't get me wrong, but... So you just want to have to serve people drinks but with less space than being behind a bar. Maybe I'm just being a miserable git, you never know. No offence to any pet sitters listening, and even if I do offend you, I think that's fine, you know. It's not like I don't want to offend the fire brigade because the next time I'm in trouble. But pet sitters, do you really have a job? Hear me out on this. You're doing for a living what people choose to do in their spare time when they get home from their actual job, so is it that difficult? Although Sandra gets in touch and says, Hi Steve, interesting. Let's see how they get on with my cat. He has a tendency to bite people just for the hell of it without warning. Oh, cats do take after their owners, don't they? Um, is sick on occasion without warning immediately after eating. Likes to scent mark everywhere and on everything for no apparent reason. Again, they take after their owners. Don't they? Um, and as if that's not enough, next door cat can pick the security, the security cat flap and get in. Ah, cat burglar. And has a spat with my cat and then scratches the front door until you let him out. Oh, and scratches on the front door every morning at 6am to be let in. You can't ignore it as it sounds like a tunnelling machine they use for the channel tunnel. I guess if I did the job, it can only be easier than what I deal with every day. P.S. says Sandra. Love my cat and next door's to bits. Mine is a rescue and is the most stressed cat that I've ever come across, but it isn't feral, and I've had one of those. Feel for me, says Sandra. I do. Um, but that very much seems like... Yeah, I, your cat see, sounds like it doesn't need a cat sitter. It sounds like it needs therapy. And this would have been a funnier joke if it were a dog, but it's not allowed on the couch. But often cats are, so that ruins that one, doesn't it? Sandra gets back in touch about the cat situation. She says, The vet and everyone else suggested Feliway to calm him down, but having bought the UK supply, I think they must mean chuck the bottle at him to subdue as it doesn't work. Might try leaving that book of Zen for cats lying around. Yeah, I'm sure. Passive aggression. That's the way to calm the cat down, I'm sure. There's a top 10 list of sought-after jobs, and I said I'd read them out, and Martin says, are you ever going to tell us what else is on the list? It's a good job someone's paying attention, because I never forgot. Um, so the top 10 most sought-after jobs. Number one, pet sitter. It's not a real job. Grow up. Number two, cabin crew. Free holidays, but you're forgetting about having to do all the work. Number three, aircraft cleaner. I mean, splitting hairs, isn't it? Four, shelf filler. Unless that shelf's on an aeroplane, well, aim higher in life. I mean, honestly, top ten most sought-after jobs. What do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I'd like to be a shelf filler. 
Okay. Uh, number five, chauffeur. Okay. Um, and then this newspaper literally says number five next. They've put two number fives in. So, cracking piece of work there. No one's added journalists to the list, have they? Number five, alt, is passenger services agent. Okay, we don't know what that is. Delete that one. At least I know what a chauffeur is. Number six, crop production worker. Sounds like a euphemism for when you've just been big toilet. Number seven, animal handler. I mean, again, the way I said it makes it sound worse than it is, doesn't it? <laughs> number nine, because there's no number eight, because there were two number six, fives. These people can't count. Um, NHS call handler. And number ten, market researcher. Not a chance, mate. I'll tell you what's happened there. Someone got paid to do some market research. We'd like you to go out and do some market research. Oh, yeah, no problem. What do you want? Can you go and do a survey about um, people's most sought-after jobs? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll go and do it. No one walks up to this guy in the street and eventually he fills it in himself, which is why number 10. Uh, what do I want to be? Well, I quite like being a market researcher. It's Larry. Hello. Hey, Stevie. Larry, good to hear from you. What have you got for us this time? Tom Cruise was seen laughing on set between scenes filming Mission Impossible 8. 8. Eight. That's not impossible, then, is it? I mean, there are things that are very possible that I couldn't manage eight times in a row. This isn't about you, Stevie. Still, it, it's impressive. I mean, how old is he now? He's 59. 59? I'm nowhere near that, and I'm finding more and more things impossible. Even at my age, it's impossible to bend down without going... <gasps> this isn't about you, Stevie. Yep, fair enough. But are we sure it was him? How do you mean? Well, maybe he was using a body double. This is Tom Cruise. He doesn't even use a body double for all of the daring stunts. I know, I know. So maybe he gets the body double to do the small talk with the cast and crew. Just because you'd rather pay someone to be friendly doesn't mean that Tom Cruise is as miserable as you. It's not about me. Listen, thanks for the update. We'll speak soon. Okay, toodles. So we heard in the news that Roman Abramovich is uh, basically negotiating peace. Wow, it's a bit of a step up, isn't it? Uh, Ted in Elm Park says, love it, Roman's after another cup. Well, it's good that he's aiming high. I We mentioned this earlier in the show, how pointless it is, effectively, to be saying, oh, Russia can't take part in sporty things. And I thought that was to try and punish Russia. But it looks like the powers that be realised they just need to free up time of some of the sports people. So that between doing all the sports that they do, they can nip off and negotiate peace. I mean, if you ever stop to think about how showbiz crazy this story is, that you've got the president of Ukraine who used to be a TV comedian, and trust me, you don't want comedians who've been on telly being in charge of anything. Ask, ask my other half. I'm not the guy to put in charge of anything. But over in there, over in Ukraine, the president was a TV comedian. The mayor of one of the cities is Klitschko, the boxer. And who's negotiating peace? Football guy, Roman Abramovich. What's it's reality TV gone mad. So let's hope, fingers crossed, that Abramovich goes and negotiates peace and does it without organising any kind of transfers. I just worry. I worry there's a transfer window at some point. Putin's number two is going to end up in the... Uh, in the cabinet. I'm a little bit scared about that and I wouldn't put it past any of them. There was a story about the jobs that absolutely everyone wants. The most sought-after jobs. And apparently the job that people would want to do for a living is walking around after animals scooping up their mess. 
Well, it says pet sitter, but let's be honest. That's the sticky end of the uh, of the stick, isn't it? That bit. That's you're gonna have to do a bit of it. And from what I've noticed by looking around at the foliage, you walk round after a dog, you scoop up some of what it's left, put it in a small, like, nappy sack thing, and then tie it to a tree for some reason. Like, like you're trying to ward off evil spirits. I'm not quite sure why you do that. I'll put that up there because it'd be terrible if someone stands on it. Instead, I'd rather it swings around and hit him in the face. Oh, thanks for making the world. Uh, but the jobs you'd like to do, 01708741075. To the phones, hello. Hi, Steve. Hello there. Yeah, uh, my job would be um, driving one of them mammoth trucks in, uh, like, the African mines, and I think they have them in Canada as well, um, that they carry about 500 tonne in the buck. And um, they're huge, great things, about 20 foot high to get up in the cab. So what would make you want to do that? Is it because you, you enjoy driving or they remind uh, you of yeah, those? Yeah, because I, I was only a month and take, away from taking my class one and then I lost my sight uh, a few years ago and then unfortunately um, my guide dog wouldn't be able to climb up in the cab. <laughs> uh. In the papers today, this is a concerning story. A growing number of women in relationships are celebrating the end of COVID restrictions by having flings, according to a survey, which is shocking because I would have thought it would have been easier to do that when you were wearing masks. You've made it to the end. That was the podcast of some of the radio wings from earlier. Usual drill. Subscribe. Get in touch on social media at Mr. Stephen Allen. Go about your life. Be good. Remember, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And do unto others as you want them to do to you in the privacy of your own home or something. Till next time. Bye.